Hello, super great kids, and how are you? I'm very pleased because lots of you have been voting for us on the British Podcast Awards. It's really touching how many of you want to help. Thank you. Today is the last story in our trickster season, and next week we're starting a new cooling theme of water stories. Tales about kingdoms under the sea, sea witches, how rivers began, and even a story about a lake which flew away. So, today's trickster is Coyote. Do you remember him? He's a cross between a wild dog and a wolf. Ow! His name comes from the ancient Aztec word coyote. He's particularly popular among the Navajo, Native American people of the southwestern United States. He's a bit arrogant because he thinks he's a god, and some people encourage that arrogance by calling him God's dog. But just before we begin, lots of you have been sending kind messages about how you enjoy singing the songs in our stories. Can you have a think about which is your favourite story song? It might be Orange Tree, or David's Sharing Song, or The River Mama. Me de river mama, me de river mama, schwa, schwa, schwa. Think about which is your favourite Super Great Kids song while we have a quick word with the grown-ups. Hello, Super Great Kids. I'm back. Did you decide your favourite song? Maybe you could send us a message on Facebook or Instagram singing your favourite one. That would bring a little sunshine into our rather rainy British summer. Incidentally, do any of you grown-ups know the song by the Ink Spots, Into Each Life Some Rain Must Fall? Into each life some rain must fall, but too much, too much is falling in mine. Anyway, look it up. It's one of my current favourite songs and it's rather fun. Now... It's time for our story about Coyote. Ready? Mouth open. Story jump out. Coyote is a trickster, all right. He's half dog, half wolf, half god. And he's pretty cheeky. One day, Coyote was out walking around, sniffing the ground, looking for something good to eat when he met an old woman who is out walking with her stick. Good morning, old woman, said Coyote. Nothing good about it, Coyote, said the old woman. Where are you off to? Oh, nowhere special, just sniffing around and hanging out, <laughs> said Coyote. Well, you better sniff and hang out this way rather than that way, replied the old woman, pointing back the way he'd come. Didn't you know that the sleeping giant who eats people has woken up? And that way leads straight to him. And he's horrible hungry these days. Ha! Giants don't scare me, scoffed Coyote, who, to be honest, had never met one. I'll find him. I'll scowl and I'll howl and I'll knock him to the ground. And he threw back his head 
and howled. Ow! Well, you best be careful, Coyote, because this giant is way bigger and way closer than you think, said the old woman. Ha ha ha, see if I care, said Coyote, but thanks for the warning, old woman. Laters. And with that, Coyote went on his way, whistling a bouncy little giant-killing tune. I like giant meat, a juicy, tender, tasty treat. I like giant meat, a juicy, tender, tasty treat. <laughs> now, it's true that Coyote had never actually seen a giant. He'd only heard about them in stories. So he couldn't, in his wildest dreams, imagine just how big they might be. Ha, pesky giants, he thought to himself. I mean, how big could they be? Seriously. Maybe the size of an elk or even a bear. I can knock them all down. No problem. Coyote continued, snuffling along under the hot sun until his fur scorched. Time for a nap in the shade then, thought Coyote, pattering into a cool, dark cave by some yellow rocks. He was just congratulating himself on finding the perfect resting place and settling down for a nice, long nap when... Crash! The cave plunged into darkness and Coyote found himself falling head over heels down, 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 down a deep, deep well. And sploosh! He landed softly on a wet, spongy sort of cushion. Suddenly, nearby, he heard a moaning noise. Oh, no, it's you again, said the old woman. Didn't I try to warn you that there were man-eating giants about? But now, here we are, both caught by that giant. There's no escape now. Huh? Kindly explain, questioned Coyote with his head on one side. Well, you're caught in the belly of the giant now, and so am I, for that matter. What can you mean, caught in the belly of a giant? asked Coyote. Aha! You, like me, probably thought you'd found a nice, cool cave to rest in, away from the hot sun. Uh, yep, said Coyote. Well, that was no cave. That was the giant's mouth. And that yellow rock you were resting against, that was one of his teeth. What? said Coyote, leaping up and hoping this was one bad joke. And... That well you fell down, she continued, that was no well, that was the giant's throat. So here you are, caught in the belly of the giant. Coyote leapt up. Ow! Then we must get out of here super fast. Just then, a whole chorus of voices joined in, half howling and half moaning. Ow! Ow! We can't see the sunshine, we can't see the sky. We're all weak and wobbly, we're all going to die. What is that? asked Coyote, peering into the darkness. Ah, that, said the old woman, is all the people the giant has swallowed. They're all starving. But that is crazy! 
easy, said Coyote. If we're really in the belly of a giant, then that means we're surrounded by food. And I, for one, am really, really, really hungry. <laughs> we can just cut off some chunks of giant meat, light up a bit of kindling and bingo! Uh, I mean, dinner time! Oh, we never thought of that, said everyone at the same time. That's because you're not as smart as me, said Coyote modestly. OK, so if any of you would like some food, then gather round. First, Coyote took out his hunting knife and hacked chunks out of the giant's belly. Next, he took some of his kindling and soon the delicious smell of roasting meat was wafting around the giant's belly. Everyone ate and ate, and then they whooped and whooped, and then they danced around the flames and felt so much better. We like giant meat, a juicy, tender, tasty treat. Thank you, thank you, Coyote, they said. We feel so much better now. There's just one thing. Do you think we'll ever be able to get out of here and see the big sky above our heads again? Of course, of course, no problem, said Coyote, as a little idea fluttered into his head. Any of you who've got feathers in your arrows or headdresses, share them out and everyone take a feather and follow me. Quickly, Coyote climbed the ladder of the giant's ribs and squeezed his way back up the well, which was the giant's throat. And then he shouted, Ow! Oh, Coyote! Mr. Giant! Where are you? <laughs> huh, said the giant. Go away. I've got terrible stomachache. Aha, said Coyote. I know how to make you feel better, Mr Giant. You've eaten something really nasty, which is making you feel poorly. Didn't your mum tell you that humans are not good for giants? What you need to do is to cough up what's in your stomach and then you'll feel much, much better. Then, at the count of three, ready? One, two... Three, everyone took out their feathers and started to tickle the back of the giant's throat. All of a sudden, the cave opened and the sun poured in. Ah, tissue! The giant sneezed. <coughs> ah, tissue! And sneezed and coughed and sneezed and coughed. Out of the giant's mouth shot first Coyote, then the old woman, and one by one outshot all the other people who he'd swallowed. They landed in the desert sand, picked themselves up, dusted themselves down and ran off, whooping across the sands, delighted to be back under a big sky once again. And with that, Coyote went on his way, whistling a bouncy little giant-killing tune. I like giant meat, a juicy, tender, tasty treat. I like giant meat, a juicy, tender, tasty treat. <laughs> and as for the giant, what do you think happened to him? Well, he decided that human beings really definitely were not good for giants. And from that day, he kept well away from them. And he stomped across the desert 
towards his home, clutching his belly as he moaned sadly to himself. No humans for my tea. I don't like them and they don't like me. No humans for my tea. I don't like them and they don't like me. And that is where that story ends. Mouth open, story, jump, back, in. Poor old giant. He was the loser in this story and Coyote was definitely the winner. I wonder how you'd escape if you were caught in the belly of a giant. Just a thought. I like Coyote. He can be arrogant and greedy, but in this story he doesn't give up when everyone around him is sinking into the pit of despair. And for that reason, I give him the thumbs up. There are plenty of other Coyote stories on our podcast if you're a Coyote fan. And if you're an Owlet, there's a Coyote word search on your Facebook group or on your Patreon channel this week. Now. <laughs> Do you know what time it is? Yes. It's time to have a dig into my bag of happies and say a big thank you to some Owlets who have been fluttering into our nest and joining our club. And hello to Owlet Freya, who is six from Bath in the UK. Freya sent us a beautiful picture of the River Mama story. I wonder if you can sing the song, Freya. And to Keela, who is five, and Orion, who is one, in Ireland. They listen to super great kids' stories every night. And to Owlet Elia, who loves listening to super great kids' stories from her home in New Zealand. And to Edgar, who is six, and his little brother Jamie, who is three, from New York City. They love the trickster stories, especially the ones with a Nancy. Edgar loves hot pepper soup because his dad, who is from India, loves spicy food. They like to sing the song... The king likes the soup, the queen likes the soup, and Nancy likes the soup. We all like the soup. And to Ella Sen, who is almost six, who was born in California and now lives in Massachusetts in the US. She's also been really enjoying all the trickster stories. Welcome to the club, Ella Sen. And thanks very much to everyone who's given us a tip on Kofi. Much appreciated. And thanks especially to Lucy and her brother Miles for your contribution. As my grandma used to say, every mickle makes a muckle. Thank you. You've all been drawing lots of wonderful story pictures. Here's my pick of the week. Anouk, who is seven and a half, and Louis, who is five, who live near Toulouse in France, have been drawing up a storm. And Nook's drawn a beautifully coloured river mama and Louis a terrifying minotaur towering over Theseus. And Ruby from Hawkinson in Washington State in the US sent an animated picture of the devil and the boy who loved to read. 
Ruby says if she had to escape a devil, she would turn into a shrimp and jump into the sea. Good idea, Ruby. And six-year-old Olivia from Nunaimo, from British Columbia in Canada, has sent a phantasmagorical picture of Butterball and the ogress who tried to eat him from the story told by Emily Hennessy. What a super great picture. I particularly like your little dog. Thank you, Olivia. And finally, Nora and Naraya from Bolingbrook in Illinois were listening to one of their favourite stories, Why Crocodiles Sleep With Their Mouths Open, while they were on their way to the zoo recently. When they got there, they went to the crocodile enclosure and guess what they saw? Well, yes, of course, they saw a crocodile, but it was a crocodile sleeping with its mouth open. They sent us a photo to prove it, which is on our Facebook page. Thank you. And thanks to eight-year-old Adam from Alabama, one of many of you this week who voted for us on the British Podcast Awards. Go to our Facebook page or our webpage, supergreatkidstories.com, if you'd like to vote for us. It costs nothing and will make us skip around London like mad dogs. Thank you. You can vote until September the 5th. That's it for this week. If you'd like to see some of these super great drawings, they're on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash supergreatkidsstories. Do send in your pictures for us to share on Facebook with other story lovers. Maybe you could draw Coyote standing in the mouth of the giant. If you'd like to send a picture, either attach it to our Facebook Messenger or scroll to the bottom of our website at supergreatkidsstories.com. And if you live south of London and would like to hear me telling a few stories, I'm going to be telling some at our local village show in West End, Isha, in Surrey, on August Bank Holiday Saturday. That's the 26th of August. It's just me telling the stories. There are no tickets and it's free of charge. So... If you live nearby, just come along and say hello. I'd love to meet you. Meanwhile, keep telling your stories and singing your songs. See if you can find an easy story to tell and surprise someone in your family by sharing your version. See you soon. This story was recorded at Wardour Studios in London.